Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big news today, of course, in regards to name, image, and likeness. Let's get out to the uh, Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.com. Dot net. Uh, joining us now, he's an NFL agent. He operates here locally. He's Evan Brennan with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Evan. Thank you very much for a few minutes. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I think uh, maybe a good place to, uh, to start is just how big a deal is it, this uh, new uh, world we're in today? It's, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty groundbreaking from a lot of different perspectives, and I think it will continue moving forward. Uh, but the fact that players can now monetize their name, likeness, and image is uh, is something where we haven't been really uh, recently or really ever. So what effect specifically will this have on the relationship between the athlete and agents? Well, it, significantly, um, you know, players can now have somebody on their behalf, uh, look at potential deals for them, um, can have them look over the contracts in conjunction with uh, here in the state of Utah, in conjunction with uh, the comp- compliance departments of the various schools. And uh, even in the BYU case, it looks like there's a path for players to even use some of the intellectual properties of their respective schools in these deals, which I think is extremely interesting. Um, so players are going to have the opportunity of essentially higher representation on a commission basis uh, to hunt down deals for them and make some money. Um, primarily, unless you're really a star player, it'll be mostly local deals. So I, I asked this delicately, but Gordon and I were talking about this a little bit in the last segment. Uh, but not all um, sports agents out there are necessarily the best actors. I mean, in a similar fashion to, you know, not all sports radio hosts out there are the, are the best people in the world. But is there a, a vulnerability out there to predatory behavior, people who don't have uh, young people's best interest at heart? Yeah, I mean, I'm certified with the National Football League Players Association. I am, had to undergo a pretty vigorous um, background check. But in theory, uh, people that are not certified with the Players Association who may not have undergone some of those different screening process, processes could get heavily involved in this. Simply calling yourself a marketing agent, um, you know, they don't have to get certified in that regard. And that could be problematic and could lead to some of the behaviors you're talking about. I think players are going to be left to do a lot of due diligence on their own, um, and that could be particularly problematic. So, you know, that that is something players really need to be cautious about is making sure they're working with the most, you know, scrupulous of characters as possible, which could be challenging. 
Did I read somewhere where uh, it has to be that uh, if a, an agent is helping a college athlete, that it, it it can't be binding when they turn pro, or is, am I making that up? There could be all different types of arrangements. I mean, that uh, there definitely could be something as far as that goes. There it could be all over the place. Uh, different states have different rules on this. The NCAA hasn't specifically commented on that, uh, but different state legislation have come in and kind of talked about that the specific NCAA rules have not uh, but uh, I could see where that could be particularly problematic so Utah being a state that has not passed legislation about this stuff yet explain to us how they operate given that they don't have that in place where other states do so essentially what's happened is the state legislature for now probably with their eyes on other probably is going to be federal legislation that supersedes them has decided to kind of punt. It's not a bad decision. They've probably said, hey, look, there's not as many people that are super affected by this as, say, Texas or Florida or California, and they've left it kind of in the hands of the individual schools. And now with the NCAA's blessing, the schools can really kind of govern this on a case-by-case basis with certain purviews from the NCAA. I I think given, you know, where Utah's at, it's, it's not a bad deal, particularly with federal legislation probably looming here in a few years. So if this is uh, maybe you already partially answered this, but if you were going to list two or three things, pros to what's about what's happening now, what would they be? And if you were to list two or three cons, uh, things that could be detrimental, how how would you how would you rank those? Well, the pros are that players um, are now aware of the potential money they can make because they can have it offered to them. So that's that's always a good thing. Knowing your market value. Um, and being able to seize on it is huge. Second, the ability uh, to actually make money to supplement your life uh, while you're in college. Many of these players you know, aren't making a ton of money on just their scholarships alone, and so the ability to kind of supplement that is huge. And third, a lot of these players have some real, real laborious uh, schedules, and being compensated for that is huge. And on top of that, how we really talk about it is it's kind of training wheels for players that have their eyes to the NFL. Many of the relationships that you could form um, right now in college from a marketing standpoint can be transferred into even larger deals once you get into the pros. And so being aware that you are a brand, being aware that you've got an opportunity to make money and how that works and being educated really, really well on that now is a good thing for players to go to the NFL. The cons, we've talked on one of them. Yeah, there could be some really unscrupulous people that now can parade all kinds of things real and not real in front of players. That's bad. There's a tax element to this. When you make money, you've got to pay taxes on it. How well do we trust these players, even with proper coaching, hopefully from their colleges, to enter into kind of the tax world? And the third, and this really has to be figured out, is what are the unintended consequences? Where does this precedent set us? Does it actually come back to hurt some of these colleges significantly in ways we never dreamed about? Is it kind of the beginning of the end? And is the unknown better than what existed before? That's kind of how I see it. That tax thing is is something. Uh, can you imagine, a, a, you know, you're in the NCAA tournament or something or a bowl game and the star quarterback <laughs> gets pinched for tax fraud? <laughs> That's not funny, is it? No, no, it's uh, it's probably not. Uh, but you know, it, it at what point you know does the system actually open up? You know, just focusing on the good for a second to to solid advice and people that can, 
you know, help uh, these athletes truly better themselves? I, to be really candid with you, gentlemen, last night my phone exploded. Yeah. I was hit up with by tech entrepreneurs, attorneys, um, all kinds of very reputable, very wealthy, very connected folks asking me to kind of give them some insight into this. Every single one of these people would be great assets, tremendous assets to a player. And so to me, that that really kind of shaped some of my opinions that I'm sharing with you today on the good that can come out of this. There are some very good people that could really help these these student athletes and their careers inside of football and outside of it that want to be involved in either being a sponsor because of an entity that they run or just as, as an advisor. And I think that student athletes should really, really jump on those types of opportunities. This might not be your area of concern, but uh, one thing that Jake has brought up again and again is the effect that this might have on recruiting. Do you have a thought on that? A little bit of a Pandora's box. There's going to be a recalibration on that, and that probably falls into the unintended consequences, both positively but probably more negatively. It's going to be really interesting. If you look at the BYU policy, obviously you can't do a pay-for-play, and that's echoed in the NCAA rules, no pay-for-play. And so how that's exactly going to be you know, investigated and legislated out, I don't know. Our college is going to be helped, being able to help broker the, some of these deals, um, either under the table or over the table. How's that all going to play out? I do think it will have an impact uh, based on the things I just said, maybe somewhat under-the-table introductions to marketing agents that can do these deals is another thing that could, that could occur. There's, there's all kinds of things that could, that, that could happen that will undoubtedly have a strong impact on players. I do think, however, it will actually in some ways help smaller-time schools because if you can be a big fish in a little pond, there's money to be made. Instead of being the 30th guy at Alabama, maybe you want to be the number one guy at San Jose State or at Utah State. Last thing for me, Evan, um, when the interest of the university and the interest of the, the athlete in this circumstance conflict, uh, you know, you think of shoes, for example, or apparel or whatever. I mean, if somebody wants to, if, if there's a player who, while they're off the field, wants to rep, um, you know, Puma, when they're at a Nike school. I mean, how are those types of circumstances going to be resolved? Do we even know? That's going to have to be navigated a little bit. It'll depend on some of the language of the contracts. It will be interesting to see if, you know, some Adidas tries to attack, you know, and tries to recruit a player that's, you know, at a very big Nike school or vice versa. And how does that conflict as it stands now? I'm not sure that that works. I think that some of these companies are going to have to figure that out to whether it's worth it or not. Um, that is an, an interesting angle as to how it's going to work. If it happened today, I think there'd be grounds for breach of contract and some litigation. But uh, we'd be interesting to see how that plays out. How, how far-reaching and how deep do you think this is going to go? Is it just going to be the star players? Or is this going to – I mean, you're going to have somebody on the, on the uh, volleyball team who gets some sort of advantage. To be candid with you, gentlemen, I, over the last 24 hours, I've probably been on the phone, honestly, for about 10 of those last 24 hours in regards to this. People are cooking up all kinds of things. My eyes have even been open to this. If you've got a sizable social media following, if you've got an engaged social media following, it doesn't matter what sport you play. If you're aesthetically pleasing, it doesn't matter what sport you play. There's opportunity for you. Um, from a legal standpoint, this could really change college sports because the special protections that the NCAA got – 
Justice Kavanaugh just essentially blew out of the water. And so other hallmarks of the NCAA are going to be attacked from a legal standpoint with this being used as precedent. There is really, this opens up so many doors, you're going to see a major shift in college athletics over the next five years from nearly every conceivable angle. So, Evan, you just ruled out every offensive lineman if you have to be aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> hey, listen, those barbecue places need sponsors, too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, that, that that's really a cool thing. Uh, I like what you said there, that this thing is going to be, I mean, distributed in a way that will provide some opportunity. And, you know, we, we were thinking, okay, so Clemson and Alabama are going to have a big advantage in some way or another. But uh, that kid from Jackson State, didn't he sign a deal? And, and, and maybe somebody around here or some uh, car dealership or something might really be interested in, in somebody from a school that isn't a major school. General, I'll just tell you how it affects my business. I now have a very, very strong advantage in the state of Utah. Why? Because I'm networked here. Most, uh, except for the most elite, maybe a Zach Wilson type player, outside of him, everyone else is going to be hunting down local deals because their name, likeness, and image goes the furthest with companies that have the largest presence here and the desire to gain business and notoriety and market share here. So the majority of deals that you're going to see are going to be those deals you see on BYU TV or on KSL, those kind of companies, because those stand to benefit the most with interacting and business relationships with the players from the universities here. Another thing that Jake brought up earlier, and uh, and you mentioned it when we were talking about recruiting, but do you think, Evan, that there are – are there people out there who run businesses who don't really care about how effective – uh, an endorsement uh, from an athlete might be, they are more interested in drawing that athlete to the institution of their that they favor. Yes, for better or for worse. There's a lot of different ways you could see that. Many may be nefarious, but there is. And that is going to be an interesting dilemma uh, for how that works. I'm sure that you can, you know, legal minds can say, oh, it's allowable like this, or it's not allowable like this. And that's going to be something to be dealt with, and whether or not it becomes nefarious is going to be up to, uh, you know, institutional bodies like the NCAA organizations, or maybe society just kind of lets it lets it go. It's going to be very interesting to how that plays out, but that most assuredly will. Evan, thank you very much for jumping on the show with us today. It's been very informative. Thank you. No problem. Thank you very much. That's Evan Brennan. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, by the way, at Evan the Agent. Um, he's an NFL agent for uh, UA Sports Agency, and uh, yeah, here locally. So that was uh, good job by Austin lining that up because I thought that was very helpful. Yeah, he's he's good. The unintended consequences part is going to be the most interesting to me, and there always are. And these ones are going to be. <laughs> you know what I? You want? You know I was thinking about this today. If I were a, if I were a, a dude, right, somebody who's in high demand, you know what I'd do? I'd sell myself to the highest bidder. I'd go to that school. I'd play one year, and because of the free transfer rule, <laughs> I'd go to sell the next myself place. to the next place. It's free market, baby. <laughs> Capitalism. That's, that's something I hadn't thought of, that's Jake. Exactly what I'd do. So taking advantage of two things that you really hate. Give, hey. That's being paid and transferring. Let me ask you guys from a selfish standpoint how this would work with like, so let's say we uh, get a sponsor here at The Zone 
to get a weekly hit with fill-in-the-blank college player, but their PR people at that college don't want him to go on our station weekly. How does that work? They, I don't think there's anything they can do about it. Yeah. Although, you know, that's why I asked him about the, the conflicting interests, right? Because where does where do broadcast rights end? You know, what question, I, you, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I brought up shoes because that feels like the most obvious one to me. Yeah. But it's it's things like this. Uh, DJ and PK, I think it was PK, asked Tom Homo about this this morning. What if KUTV paid the star quarterback at BYU X amount of dollars yeah. to have a on-the-field, after-the-game interview? You know, where where do – because BYU sells its broadcast rights. Right. So where do those rights begin and end? And, that you know, Evan said you have to get into the contracts because I'm sure there's some definition there. But how, you know, how far do those sorts of things go? Oh, believe me, having worked at this radio station since its inception, Jake, and you've been here a long time as well, we have run into stuff like that. Oh, BYU is very protective about yeah, their their not stuff, just BYU, yeah. but the folks on you know. Well, everywhere yeah, they're protecting everywhere. their interests, but it's kind of like they like to swing that sledgehammer. Well, and they like, all- hey, wait a minute, you can't talk to this person at that time because we got that person. It uh, how is that's a really good point. I uh, also so, I. You know, so we can pay for information essentially that we won't get otherwise. Well, but but, but here's the uh, <laughs> that, that's that's the whole nother issue. Um, Here, I'll, I'll give uh, a radio man. example of what you're talking about for a second because they're going to lose some control. Let's let's take our our pal Kyle Gunther, who I did a. Uh, uh, a show with for a couple of years and was on the zone uh, here for a while. Carl Ganther? Carl Ganther, the one and only. <laughs> so Kyle was obviously a very uh, um, outspoken individual. and <laughs> Oh, he's always been shy to me. Huh? Had some, you know, probably controversial opinions when he was a player, I'm guessing. I used to have to talk to him, Jake, after your shows. I could say, Kyle, come on, can't you can't you uh, come out of yourself a little more? And, you know, <laughs> and, and Show some personality. He was a captain his senior year, yeah. and so the captains were regular. Uh, they made regular appearance at the Monday press conference and after practice, et cetera, et cetera. And I can't remember how many times, so I don't want to. You know, Kyle was picked occasionally, but let's just say the other captains were picked a little more. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they they know who's by gonna, the PR staff. So by to the speak, PR yeah. staff, yeah, yeah. So control, they, they, baby. They control. know who's going to to you know speak the company line. BYU used to like pass out talking points to all of their athletes on how to respond to questions. Oh yeah, interviews. you know. That so what do you mean used to? Yeah. You better yeah, believe all, that that uh, they coach them up. We'll make plans as a station to find out who the loose cannon on whatever team is and figure out, uh, you know, maybe if we can't get him on the show a little bit more. I mean. Yeah, all due respect to Alec Burks, he was not our first request for interviews from time to time. Yeah. So how much could you? Well, that's another thing with with the pros. Um, You know, there are opportunities to interview athletes outside of their obligations with the team. Uh, best example was the Ronnie Brewer show back in the day uh, when we were not the Jazz affiliate, but we had Ronnie Brewer on every week. I know Kevin's old station, I, uh, WEEI in Boston, I yeah. don't think that they're the home of the Patriots. They might be now, actually. I'm trying to remember. But when Kevin was there, they had Tom Brady on weekly, even though they weren't the affiliate 
of of the Patriots. So I mean, in the pros, that that happens. I, so I, how much control do college do colleges have over their players now? I laughed yesterday when Locke was saying he referenced when Larry Miller came on with him uh, all the time. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking, yeah, somebody had that idea a little bit before that, David. <laughs> And that, that was this station before it was affiliated with the Jazz. And Larry Miller used to come on with us every week. And I, I think he was encouraged not to do that. But Larry could do whatever Larry wanted to do. And it was some of the best radio in the history of, uh, of radio in this, in this town. So, yeah, I, at the college level, I don't know how that's going to be worked out, Jake. Because how can you control an individual? You know, that toothpaste is out of the tube. Who's right? operating inside of the rules? I'm fascinated by the pay-to-play. Where do you – because there's gray area there. How are you Let's gonna... say Mason Wake, just picking it yeah. up, Mason Wake hurdles a guy and scores a touchdown and lifts his shirt and has a, a website <laughs> yeah, right. on his shirt. It no, wasn't necessarily – he wasn't paid to score – and then reveal the shirt. Uh-huh. But could right. they say, oh, that's pay to play? Well, which you see happen in boxing all the time, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. The shorts are sponsored and all that. Or even you see, I don't know if it's so much of a trend anymore, but it used to seem like writing all over their chest and stuff. Austin, that, that, is, that is beautiful. That is a beautiful example. Because what if what if Mason supposed- Wake is advertising UniversityofUtahFootball.com? You know, <laughs> he's getting paid by the U to. <laughs> if I were the U, I would do that. I think it's I think it's all free game, isn't it? But, They're a business. Okay, so you're not going to be able to pay somebody for according to the number of touchdowns they score, but. That scenario. But if you were to score a touchdown, then you need to uh, remind everyone that you're sponsoring Mike's car wash on third and fifth. And maybe on a headband when you take your helmet off. Yeah. How about about this? I thought about this. How about fan sourcing, like sponsor a player? Is that a legit thing now? It would be like, hey, you can sponsor me for 20 bucks a month. Here's my Venmo. Wow. (laughs) Is Is that a thing now? It has to be. How about a tattoo on the forehead? I mean, I'm fine. I'll, I'll do that for a certain price. See, Pandora's box is open. But the He's, honor Evan code says right I can, that. right? So. I don't know. I see a lot of tattoos down at BYU. Is it still on the honor code? No, I don't. I don't know how it could be. That's that's. <laughs> how many how many <laughs> tattoos are you rolling with these days, Gordon? I had, I don't have a tattoo. Got it removed. It was in a private place. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. No, I don't have L-A-K-E-R-S. a tattoo. L a k e r s. Oh no yeah, I forgot here. about that one. Do you have a tat? I do not. No, Austin. We're uh, we're up against. It. <laughs> the reason I have never gotten a tattoo is I'm, I'm not against necessarily the concept. I just don't trust myself. Like what I think would be awesome now, like ten minutes from now, I'd look down and be like, God, what was I thinking? You know what I mean? It's like the it's the lack of trust in in me that has I, I haven't wanted to do something that permanent you know like you know, you like don't. if I got a tattoo at twenty one is forty year old me looking down at it like oh my I've made a huge mistake I told you I went to that <laughs> resort that time and I'm uh, there were tattoos all over the place and it wasn't just uh, the twenty year olds yeah. it was the uh, the uh, eighty five year olds uh, I don't know I told whatever. Whatever, it's your body. You do what you want with it. I was just explaining my opinion. I wasn't taking a real moral stance on tattoos, if you hadn't noticed. (laughs) But, 
<laughs> Congratulations on yours, though. <laughs> Sorry, we'll have you more. want a tattoo? Do what you want to do. We'll have more coming up next. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Johnson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you you about our friends at Syringa Networks. If you're working from home or with a hybrid workforce, get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Got a market update coming up for you at uh, 3.50. At uh, uh, 4 o'clock, we're going to replay Tom Holmo's conversation with DJ and PK uh, this morning on name, image, and likeness. It was very good, which encourage you to uh, stick around for that. At 4.30, we're going to play a name, image, and likeness party game. <laughs> that this, I is, think, this is risky, but I don't know. It is risky, but I think it has the potential to be funny. Okay. But you want to explain? We can explain. Should we, should we explain now? It'll, it'll sure. be part of the tease. Sure. All right, so all of us, all three of us, have come up with five... Names related to college sports, and we kind of we didn't go with current names because it's probably a better a good idea. And then we've come each come up with five random sponsors, so it's going to be like a commercial. Like or this is what do they call it? Mad Libs or whatever kind of where you go. Hi, I'm, and we'll draw the name here to tell you about, and then draw the name for the sponsor. Right. And we've divvied them all up so that we have no idea whose name is going to be matched with which product slash company. And which one of us are going to be saying that. That, And that's where we'll forever have audio of you pretending to be somebody sponsoring said company. Because I'm pretty stoked about some of the sponsors that I came up with. Me too. (laughs) I think they're pretty funny. Yeah. uh, Mine are all fictional. All fictional? All fictional okay. products. Oh, I didn't know we could do that. I was doing real products. A couple of Where mine. is that in the Ten Commandments? <laughs> a, a couple of mine are fictional. A couple are are real. Okay. So, and then all the all the people are real, though. I'll be interested to see which direction everybody went. All right. And we may have some duplicates, so who, who knows? Somebody may get picked on. But it'll be kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like apples to apples or... or uh, it's Mad Libs, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, Mad Libs. What's the, what's the apples to apples, but uh, um, more controversial? That one's really fun. There's a controversial apples to apples? Yeah, car, Cards Against Humanity. Oh, Have you ever yeah. played that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> we've got... We've got There's some... That one gets a little nasty. I know, we've yeah. got both those games. Depends on what kind of party you're at. Yeah. Which one of those you break out? Do you separate them into separate different boxes? Oh yeah. For the okay. Oh, These yeah. ones go in the X-rated box. These are the PG. Well, you know, you've and... got you just keep the game separate. Yeah. The, the, the Cards Against Humanity and Apples to Apples. Don't play that with your family members. It's just which one? The Cards Against Humanity. Why not? I guess it depends on who okay, your family don't, members don't, are. Don't play it with your daughters. All right. 
Well, how old are your daughters? Well, they're all adult, but still, I don't want to hear well, that. That's right. what I meant by because what we did with cards from for humanity or cards against humanity is we separated and gave a rating to each of oh, those cards. Oh, like the really bad ones. So depending on who we're playing it with, they get a PG so you, rated. So you or censored a, it. Yeah, yeah. But if it's just me and my buddies, it's there. To, that's the that's the box in the safe that's locked away that the kid can never get to. So that's what we're gonna do at four thirty. We'll see how this goes. I know it could I, be. I'm a little worried. <laughs> it could be extraordinarily funny, or it could be a complete disaster. Can't like, wait. Either way, I said you know it's worth tuning in because disasters on the radio can often be hilarious. <laughs> okay. Yeah, at our expense. It's at okay. uh, at our expense. Uh, Gordon, which wounded team do you think comes out of the East? Who's Phoenix going to play? I have. You know, I've been thinking about that, and I just, I. It seems as though Atlanta has the capability to adjust to the loss of Trey Young better than Milwaukee does without Giannis. Wow, I would have said completely the opposite. I'm interested in your reasoning. Well, did you see the first half of the last game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, Atlanta was beating uh, beating the Bucks when they had uh, Giannis on the floor. Okay. They were up 10. Without Trey Young, so I, yeah, that's the way I went. So one half of one game is what you're going with. Well, I don't know what else to go on, Jake. What do you think? Um, so here's here's why I think Milwaukee, because the Bucks, first of all, and this may be the most uh, important, is I think they have a better supporting cast. So I think that they have more better players than Atlanta does. And Atlanta is completely built around Trey Young. That is that is the offense that they play. I didn't hurt them in the last game. Okay, well, so one game is right. is what you're throwing oh, out. Okay, yeah. well, I have some evidence. Uh, yeah, I mean, one game happened, okay. and one half of that one game was uh-huh. was really. Something. I don't know, I'm but just I'm, t- I'm telling you, I have a different opinion. Okay. I think Atlanta's more built around the player that they're missing. Not to say that Trey Young is better than Giannis, but there's. The way Milwaukee plays isn't based solely around Giannis Antetokounmpo's uh, abilities. You know what's surprising me about the Bucks is they shot pretty well from three during the regular season, and in the playoffs they're shooting like thirty percent. Well, they were certainly bad in Game uh, yeah. Four, uh, going eight from for thirty-nine. But Chris Middleton went zero for seven. I mean, how often is he yeah. going to do that? And he's an all-star. Yeah. And I, but I you know I like John Collins for the Hawks. I mean he's he's a good player. Lou Williams has been terrific, but yeah, I don't know. I think Milwaukee has a better team without their superstar, and the way that they play, I think, is more built to overcome. All right. Well, we'll see. That's my rationale. Lou Williams can fill in, uh, I guess, or make up for the absence of Trey Young, uh, and we saw that as you just mentioned in the, in the last game. But I, I don't know. Well, that makes it interesting, doesn't it? It's, it's kind of this gets back to what we talked about yesterday. It's so weird to see two teams, each of which their best player is out. So how's that going to work? We'll see. Well, I don't know. And and do does they that get... make it more or less interesting to you? Well, less. I mean, the NBA is a star-driven league, certainly. I'm talking I mean, about for you. I'm not for me about personally. For casual it makes it less. I want to watch Giannis and Trey play. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a real controversial opinion. But I, I wonder which team has a better shot at getting said player back 
if they were to advance to the finals. I mean, I guess uh, what Giannis is doubtful and Trey Young's questionable. One's got a bone bruise and one's got a sprained knee. I guess what's the official diagnosis? Hyperextension. Hyperextension. Anyway, so I wonder. You know, because in the final against Phoenix, whichever team gets that player back is going to have the better chance. Phoenix is going to win. Yeah, you're pretty sold on the Suns. I, I, I could just, tell. I, I just, I, I don't see it any other way. But, I, you know, I'm certainly not certain. Not going to Wendover, are you? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't. that was—I'm certainly I, not certain. That was—that was, that I, I, was well, definitive. Nobody, nobody ever is. They say they ha- they were after it all happens, but there's no way of knowing. <laughs> no, somebody. <laughs> who knows? Chris Chris Paul might break his leg. Oh, geez. <laughs> way to jinx him. <laughs> I'm not. We're not going down that road again. I am. I'm not. Any anywho. All right, we've got a market update. Coming up next, we'll hear from Tom Homo at Can't four. Wait. Howard Beck is at five. All all good stuff, except for this game we're going to play. I I just don't know. Well, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What do you want? You're locked on to the big show, presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. Time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now, anyone can be a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. All right, Gordon, how'd those markets do today? All thumbs up today, Jake. Okay, that's good news. All thumbs up, smiles up, good day. The Dow was up 131 points. Hell yes. <laughs> the Nasdaq was up uh, 18.4. You believe in miracles? Yes! And the S&P was up uh, over 22. But I am chlamydia. Whoa! <laughs> what? What? Whoa. Wait a minute. Oh, that was amazing. Could we hear that again? What? That's not the one I meant to play. Can we hear that again? I, it, they're right next to each other on my computer That's, screen. That is so wrong. <laughs> oh. That is so freaking wow. wrong. Wow. When I have chlamydia. Yes. Yes, indeed. That That is wrong. That's the one shame, I needed. Shame on you. I'm sorry. I, I had like pulled to, that from earlier, and it was right next to I it. Don't, I don't like to shame people. That's <laughs> shame on it's you. It's kind of my bad. Wow. I, I didn't mean to play it. That was going to be in Gordon's list, and now I'll have to leave it oh, out. Oh, that's incredible. That I meant to play me, the Chester Yes that Indeed. That just but. makes me so happy. I'm sorry. That was That's really something, Gordon. That's quite the you admission. Know, you, know, you know, Jake, when the people I work with... <laughs> <laughs> oh, come out against me! Oh, man. I, I people you look up to. People, I mean, it cuts to the core. I know. And my own mental health is important. 
So me. Well, just leave it here. Don't take it home and make your family <laughs> deal with it later. Well, that's the worst part of it is that, you know, my wife has to deal with the. Wait a minute, with the with the subject matter of the drop? <laughs> Woo! What a day. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Good market update today. Good job, Gordon. <laughs> Nailed it, Austin. Did a terrific did job. Not. You did a terrific job. I'm proud of you. That was wrong on so many levels. Oh, well. All right. We have national, uh, wait, what is it? Name, image, and likeness, uh, Mad Libs. Coming up at four thirty. Yes. So you're gonna yes, want to stay tuned. <laughs> stay we, tuned should we read that uh that uh that tweet? No? No. Okay. No, no, I'm talking about the one that you were talking about prior to. I'm st- yeah. I no. don't think so, not right now. No, no? no, you don't think that that's somewhat revealing? No? It might be. It um, might not I want to let it simmer. It might be absolutely benign. It might just be. Yeah, I don't know. That reminded me of one from uh, you know a while back. Uh, you like St. Patrick's Day type yeah. post? Maybe, but we'll we'll let it simmer for a All bit. All right. Okay. It's out there on social media. People that are on social media know what we're alluding to. All right. See that Bryson D- DeChambeau fired his cannon yes. right before the the tournament began. They, they needed to take a break. Jake. Is that what they said? I thought that's what I read. Somewhere. Needed some time apart. Some oh, time yeah, apart. they're taking a break. Uh, I, I think Bryson might drive anybody a little batty. You know, he's so technical about every little detail. I, you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, you ask your caddy, what what do you think? And you say, okay, and the wind looks like it's blowing, freshening in this direction. Go with the seven iron. Seems like Bryson would want him to pull out a calculator or something, you know? This is all made up. This is all created and made up by the PGA. The caddy part? Yep. Why? When's the last time we talked about Bryson on the show? Well, Well, when he had his feud with uh, when he summoned. Which that one? And how many days ago was that? That one I can kind of buy into. A caddy there, but yeah, with his caddy. He's the heel in the wrestling world. They have to keep villainizing DeChambeau so that Kepka can come in and. Kepka to the rescue. I gave a raise to my caddy. Wait That'll be the next Wait a news. Tiger fired his caddy. Which one? All of them at some Steve. point. Yeah. Uh, it, what? But what? Tiger wasn't feuding with anybody at the moment. Kind of his caddy. Pretty sure his caddy wrote a book about it. <laughs> he actually did do a tell-all. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, I'm not sure that the PGA is really into that. At I that think level. they like you talking about it on the big show. Yeah, but firing his caddy right before the tournament began when his caddy was going through all the practice rounds and stuff, that puts him at a competitive disadvantage. Unless now he's, he's just got, you know, the 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 guy from the parking lot, like Happy Gilmore on the yeah, back. Yeah, but you know? sometimes, Jake, you know, if he if he's angry at his caddy and he turns to his caddy and he said, what do you think? And his caddy says, I, I, I think this. And he goes... I can't stand you. And now he's angry over the shot. Listen, I actually, I totally am on board with demanding a lot out of the caddies. Caddies are making a, a lot of dough, yeah. and they're not the ones making the shots. So yeah. I, I get the, the, the demand for performance out of a caddy. Okay, so let me tell you a story. No oh boy. I was playing in a scramble tournament once, and we happened to have on our team, by the way, we won the tournament. Donk. 
we won the tournament. Not, I'm, there's nothing, I'm not bragging about me. Honk. But we had in our foursome the uh, – he was either the golf the head golf pro at the, the course. The guy that beat Fred Couples in high school? Or, no. He was either – I can't remember if he was the director of golf at the course or the head pro. But the knowledge he had of that golf course helped every one of us. It didn't matter whether you were a great golfer or not. He knew where to hit the ball, where not to hit the ball – what what to look out for, and it it made it, that's why we won, and the fact that he's a heck of a golfer. Please tell another. So I'm telling you, knowledge is power. See that water out there? Don't hit it there. <laughs> you know, why do I throw my pearls before swine like this? It, it, you know, that's obvious. But sometimes you want to stay on the left side, not the right, because it's a little less obvious than don't hit it in the water. <laughs> Don't hit it there. There's a lake. <laughs> like Quinn like Snyder's Quinn Snyder. philosophy on turnovers. <laughs> Don't throw it. There's someone there. There's a guy there. Yeah. It really helped. It really did. And so I imagine these pros, obviously, they're so good. But uh, if, if you have a caddy who has studied the course and knows everything about it, See this, that's going to help this you number win. four next to this means you want to do this in four shots or less. Now, now was was he giving sound <laughs> advice or was it more in the Captain Hindsight realm, which so many people love? Like, wow, you really shouldn't have dumped it into the woods. <laughs> yeah, you went left and then he's you like, oh, should have stayed yeah, right. Should have been right. I, I hope the guys at Real Golf Radio aren't listening right now because they're looking at a couple of rubes here who don't, just unsophisticated people who know nothing about golf. And, don't, and don't even know how to say golf. <laughs> you got right us. Goff. There's an L. <laughs> Jared Goff. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We're going to let you hear from Tom Holmo. He was on with DJ and PK this morning. It's coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. Is that right? <laughs> no, Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. God! Stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans, Ned? You'd like me to call you handsome. Is that right? Well, it's better than Hans, yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day, presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, Jake here for my friends at Peach Window and Door, and we're excited about our relationship with Peach. They are great. Locally owned and operated, uh, doing the best in the world of windows and doors since 1993. They are huge jazz fans. They're listeners to The Zone, and good thing uh, for you is they do the best work in the business. If you can dream it, they can do it when it comes to custom. They are all about it, even if you want to do those cool indoor-outdoor spaces with the 
the window doors that are so uh, popular out there, man, they can make it happen for you. They're a complete turnkey window and door company. This means a lot of really great things. First of all, they don't do high-pressure sales. They're also, you don't have to deal with subcontractors. They're not going to ghost you. If you call, they are going to talk to you. They are very big into customer service. They have 0% interest financing that's available, and they do free in-home estimates. So you're going to want to find out what they can do for you. You can go online, peachbuildingproducts.com, find out where they have over 255 star reviews on Google. You can drop by their beautiful showroom. It's great. 2940 South, 300 West. It's really easy to find. Or you can call them. Schedule an in-home estimate, 801-556-1255. That's 801-556-1255. Peach, window and door. 